0: You are now listening to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Today I'm joined with Jared Green, former NFL player and now the founder of Purpose Plug and Campus Ministry Director of Grace Kelly Church. In Virginia. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back everyone. This is Tyler Brondike here. Uh, excited for another episode of the Guys Like Us podcast. This is a special episode with Jared Green. He is a former NFL player um, and is now the founder of Purpose Plug and is the campus ministry director at Grace Covenant Church in Virginia. If this is your first time tuning in today. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you checking out the Guys Like Us podcast and giving us a listen. Feel free to go back and listen to all of the other previous episodes as well. If you're a long-time listener, if you've tuned in before, thanks for coming back and joining us. I'd also greatly appreciate if you leave a review uh, on iTunes as well. Today's conversation is with Jared Green. Um, we break down discuss his backstory. Uh, as a football player, it actually wasn't until the ninth grade that Jared's father, Daryl Green, um, a former NFL player as well, uh, let him put the pads on and start playing. Um, We discuss calling and why playing a sport actually cannot be a calling. We look into what true calling means um, and and how it's rooted in your purpose here on Earth. Um, It starts from above and then it must go out. It starts with God and it must go out to others. The root is very important in looking at your purpose and your calling. We discuss scars and scabs and the difference between them both. Um, and how we must share our scars, Uh, and then finally we look at uh, sharing and spreading the gospel and uh, being open to God's word outside of the church. So stay tuned for this episode. I am excited for a conversation with Jared Green today. Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. I have the pleasure of being joined today with Jared Green, who's a husband father former college NFL football player, uh, and is currently in ministry at Grace Covenant Church in Virginia, is also the founder of The Purpose Plug, and of course is a disciple of Christ. So without further ado, uh, Jared, thanks so much for spending some time with me this morning.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be with you.
0: I uh, would love to open us up in prayer to to get things going, get us in the right right mind and spirit, and then we can dive a bit deeper into in some of the questions and content for today. Perfect. Sounds great. Father, we thank you. Uh, we bless you for another day, uh, focusing on the presence of this day um, and, and all that you filled us with. Um, excited to hear about Jared's story and, and know that uh, you're going to shed some light into into his life and, and everything that uh, that he's about and, and hoping to inspire others and bring others forward for... We know that... Uh, a tree cannot eat its own fruit, but it must give the fruit out uh, so that others can continue to build and develop. Uh, and that's and that's discipleship. So I, I, I pray today for a, a fruitful conversation that can spill over into many lives uh, across the world. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, to get things going, um, I want to know a bit more about your background? Uh, you know, just your your childhood days in Virginia can you speak to him a bit about what it was like uh, growing up in Virginia
1: well I didn't know this at the time uh, because as a kid you don't pay attention to statistics and you know different different things like that but I grew up in the most wealthy county in the country Loudoun County which is in northern Virginia just outside of DC and because of that, found myself rubbing shoulders with a, a lot of influential people, uh, but also learning how to conduct myself around um, government officials, around athletes, celebrities, blah, blah, blah. And so that's kind of molded me. God strategically placed me here um, and helped me to grow to be the man that, that I am today. Um, and and from that place I've grown in in great empathy from those who have less than I had growing up uh growing up today but then also having great empathy for those who have mu- uh much and and are trying to find themselves um so growing up in the northern Virginia area has really blessed me tremendously
0: mm. <clears throat> And, and, and obviously, um, being the son of, um, of Daryl Green, a Hall of Fame NFL cornerback, uh, you, you know, football is in your DNA um, and something that you pursued at the, at the college and then, you know, at the NFL level as well. Um, but I know that, uh, you know, football came to a, came to a close, uh, you know, a, a new vision uh, set in. Uh, can you talk to me about this vision that you had that, that changed your path?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, for me, the game of football has been two things for me. It's been fun, and it's provided finances. Mm -hmm. And that's the only reason why I played, wasn't told to play, I wasn't forced to play. My dad didn't allow me to play until ninth grade, but... When I played the game, I realized that I could have some fun, enjoy myself, learn the different things that that you learn from being on a team, etc. But then at the same time, um, provide for my family. And so I played in the NFL for the main purpose of funding my my life and my my wife and I's life uh, lives. But at the same time, funding my church and and um, local outreaches to the community. So I I, I didn't. I didn't play the game for any other reason, any other motive, um, mm. and God blessed that. And then God told me that it was time to leave, and in 2014, mm. I decided to quit um, playing football. I was on the Oakland Raiders at the time, and, and God called me to a greater greater purpose for my life. And um, so there was no time lost. Um, there was no purpose lost, but, but um, I left the game in 2014 uh, to do what ultimately— I was born to do, and um, so it wasn't hard to leave because mm-hmm. my soul wasn't tied into money or playing the game or success and all that stuff. I really just just was doing it to provide, and um, now God has allowed me to provide in a different way, um, and so it's mm-hmm. been a beautiful beautiful transition over the last few years.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you mentioned um, looking at your time playing football. You said, yeah, it was fun and it it provided finances. Um, when we think about, uh, looking at, you know, a lot of other folks who might be tied to, let's use a sport example, um, looking at a sport, what do you think is, is the separation to know that, uh, it, a sport could be a calling, um, you know, in some capacity rather than just, uh, something for, for finances and fun. What is that, uh, you know, that additional element that, that makes something a calling?
1: So I always tell people that you have to play the game and don't let the game play you. And I don't believe that a sport can be someone's calling. Here's why. Mm -hmm. You cannot play a sport, or let's say this, being a player of a game in, in, in a specific sport cannot be a calling because a calling has no time limit. And you can't play the game forever. Your body won't physically allow you to. So the sport has to be a vehicle of your purpose. So I would encourage people mm-hmm. to find their purpose, to find their, their, their calling and implement that or live it out while playing the game. When we get tied up and confused uh, to think that what we do is who we are, then when we lose what we do and when we no longer can do what we do, then we feel that we have no purpose. So my purpose is not hidden in my position. My, my purpose is really who I am, my past, what's made me, the things that have shaped me uh, to be who I am today. And then also my mission, my vision, my values, my attributes, my passions, my talents. That's where I find my purpose. And if we can all think that way, then we won't idolize the game.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it sounds like it's a, uh, I think sometimes we have a challenge with identity, um, that we are, that we're an athlete or, you know, and this is, this is who we are and then, um and and when it comes to closing we have to find something new but i like how you mentioned that we can continue to find our calling while we're doing something um yes. and i i think we tend as humans we tend to operate in like we look at things with a with a you know with a, a finite end and begin uh, beginning and end point um but i what, what i love about you is that you've been able to do so many different different things that really speak to your greater you know greater mission uh, and purpose here um, while you're obviously involved with the purpose plug, um, involved the in ministry at you know at Grace Covenant Church, um, and, and you know, and then also something that a lot of people forget about is you know having a family too. Um, so I, I, you know, first of all, I, I I really admire how you're able to to kind of live this full full life and full perspective. And why do you think you know that it, it's so important to to be? Um, to kind of be an, in essence, kind of an entrepreneur of your life, in, in that you you're involved in many different different things rather than just focusing on one thing.
1: You know, I think that, you know, we learn so many things in sports, and this is the last time I jumped back into sports. But mm-hmm. but when I was playing wide receiver, I remember when I was on the Carolina Panthers, my coach would always say, "Bring it all out together." And so what he meant by that was. When you turn around to catch the ball, when you're running, we call a curl pattern. So you're running straight and then you're turning around to catch the ball from the quarterback. Well, when you turn, don't forget to put your hands up. And when you turn, don't forget to put your head up. And when you turn, don't forget to use your feet to turn around. you got to bring it all together. The body has to flow in one motion. And so that's what I've done with my life. And by God's mm-hmm. grace, I've been able to bring it all uh, together. and And, and so my family aligns with my purpose my profession aligns with my purpose my conversations with friends aligns with pur- uh, aligns with my purpose so basically i just don't waste a lot of time i don't do things that are not conducive to my purpose i don't it, and this is no knock on anybody because this that other things can align with them but for me i can't play video games i can't mm. i can't you know go out and, and party and hang out i, I just everything matters to me and every hour matters every minute matters and so whether it's my relationship with my wife my relationship with my children my relationship with my church my relationship with my community it all has to fall in the funnel of whatever it is that god has called me to Mm -hmm. do and if i can live that way then i can experience purpose in every moment sometimes Mm -hmm. people um they basically harness you know their purpose and their gifting and say okay at this hour of the week, I experienced my purpose. I'm trying to figure out how I can experience purpose talking to you in the parking lot when we met. Mm-hmm. You know, I would experience purpose while I'm at the dinner table with my family. And so if we can think that way, then we'll cut, we'll cut off all of the branches that don't bear fruit and then we'll focus more so on what God has called us to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of, you know, looking at it from a Christian perspective, it's being the church outside of the four walls. Uh, yeah. And, and try, maybe it's not always instilling, you know, this incredibly powerful message, but being present and and letting and kind of, and and sharing your heart with somebody and and sharing a message that you have, um, knowing that, that, that is walking in purpose.
1: Yeah. Because if you don't, then what are you doing? Doing. You know, what do you, we get 24 hours a day. We sleep, you know, most likely a lot of people sleep seven to eight of those hours, um, away. So What are you going to do while you're awake? And uh, I just – I have a very large problem with missing out. (laughs) I don't Uh, want to. mm -hmm. There's relationships. There's people that I need to meet. There's places that I need to go. There's there's things that I need to do that I have to do. I'm Mm -hmm. called to do it, and I just can't afford to miss out.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so for uh so let's look at uh, when we're looking to this step of identifying our calling right so we we all have these innate desires um and I believe we all have this this hunger to to want to be more whether it is something that is realized uh, or something that is maybe a latent it's deep down in us and, and we have to extract it um how do you identify and know if your desires are You know, and if you're Christian, if your desires are the desires that he that he plans for you,
1: you know, what? if you're Christian, if you're not Christian, Mm. I think I think purpose always has to align with a greater calling. And so it's very, very difficult if you're not a believer to find your purpose, because your purpose was created before the foundations of the earth. And so you have to tap into that. And the only way you tap into that is to go higher and to understand who God is and his plan for your life. And so believer, non-believer, you need to know two things. You need to go up and then you need to go out. So up is the closer you get to God, the more you realize what your true calling is. Because people can't see the great potential that's on your life. They can see a little bit, but they can't see the whole story. Only the person who made you um, could can, can do that. And so you have to go up. I remember reading in, in the book of Acts, um, in, the, in the latter chapters, paul getting his call to uh minister to the gentiles Hmm. but it says during worship the lord spoke to him and said set apart paul for my for my great calling for the gentiles and the closer we get to god the more that we worship him the more that we incline our ear to him it's like um twisting the dial of the old radios the more that you twist it the more you can you can kind of start to tune it and hear exactly what channel but if you don't tune it the right way you can hear two channels three channels all at the same time and so you need to have that 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 line um defined and 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 put it on god's wavelength and, and hear what he has to say to you and then out after you go up now you need to go out your purpose is not for you it's for your people and so in the same way that abraham had a great purpose to be a great leader but it wasn't about him being a great leader it was about the nation of israel and so we all have a purpose, but if mm. you don't have a group of people, if you don't have a, a, a family that you're focused on or a um, a culture that you're focused on, a place that you're focused on, maybe a specific um, genre that you're focused on, then how can you live out your purpose? Because your purpose is for the greater purpose of all mankind.
0: Mm. Mm. Wow. So it, it, it's a call to, to think... Um, Yes, it is it is your purpose, but we have to think about kind of th- who's who's given it to us and and think deeper. think beyond just deeper in ourselves, but think higher in, in the one above. I like that that distinction.
1: That's it. That's it.
0: Um, so uh, with the purpose plug, you know, uh, as a life coach and mo- mo- motivational speaker uh, among other uh, <laughs> functions that you that you play with the purpose plug. Uh, You you aim to uh, discover people's core values and equip them to use their God-given gifts to to impact the world. So I I want to uh, break down and can you take us through um, one of the things you do as I know the 365 life assessment. Um, Can you take us through maybe a step or two um, uh, on either uh, a, a step that's maybe missed by many people? Um, or, or really needs to be clarified and, and needs to be, to be put first and be put center?
1: Well, let's talk about this, this one because without this one, you cannot do anything else. So let's talk about freedom. And so the 365 Life Assessment is about helping people a, a experience a restored identity so that they can live with purpose every day. And so why do we call it a restored identity? Because the you that you knew when you were a child, three years old, five years old, you know, whatever, that was a very unique world that you lived in. You had dreams, passions. You didn't believe in can't the word can't. You didn't believe mm-hmm. in, you know, it all was well, but you had dreams and aspirations that were at a higher level. And then what happened? People started to teach you about negativity. They started to teach you about failure, and and you didn't even consider failure to be failure. And so now, at the age of 18, 21, 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, now we've become, uh, we've adopted these mind frames uh, that people have put on us. And so we've got to get free, because when we realize who we are, instead of the names that we've been called or... The failures that we've experienced. If we can go back to that 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 uh, that original intent, the Garden of Eden. If we can get back to that place of purity, then we can really live and see ourselves for who we are, see others uh, for who they really are, um, in in God's image, and and then see the world for what it is. And so we've got to go to freedom. And so I take people through. Um, a few modules one module would be the label ID I want you to take every negative label that people put on you and I want you to change it into a positive and I want you to forgive that person and I want you to forgive yourself for adopting that label and so before we even take a step forward into where you're going we need to deal with you we need to deal with ourselves and then from there we talk about um, the starting points so life is broken up into these three uh, three parts the starting point, which is the seed, then the pattern, which is the root, and then the the specific position that you're in today, which is the tree. No tree grows in your front yard overnight. There's a seed that's planted, then the roots are growing, and then it it, it becomes a tree. We try to chop down trees, and 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 we neglect the seeds and the roots. And so, uh, what happens is you go into one relationship and something bad happens then you take that same negativity into the next relationship and into the next relationship and it's hard for you to trust people it's hard for you to you know experience all of the things that god has called you to experience so we've got to go back to that seed and uproot that seed um, so that you can be healed and so i'm big on freedom healing um helping people get to the place the original intent um uh, this is all based off of romans chapter 12 where paul says in the beginning verses be transformed by the renewing of your mind in order to be transformed you have to be renewed in order to be renewed you have to be transformed and so both of those things basically his intent is to get you back before interruption where was interruption in the garden of eden and so what what was life like before the interruption it was pure it was holy it was wonderful it was beautiful can we as people go back to that place and experience true purpose without the hindrances of all the things that have happened to us.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love the, uh, looking at the renewing of the mind and that's something that can, that can take place every single day. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. when we look at, you, you know, just in this, in this time, you know, East, uh, Easter was a time of, of renewing. And yes, that, that might be uh, a time of a time of worship and honor for, for that day. But the what happened on Easter is, is applies to every single day of our life, right? We don't have to wait for some certain time to, to renew our mind.
1: No, not at all. I mean, we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't wait till Valentine's day to celebrate our significant other. We shouldn't wait till birthdays to tell people we love them. We shouldn't wait till funerals to tell people, you know, to, to say how much someone means to us. We should live this every single day.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I want to, I want to uh, refer back to this, to this quote, this ver- verse in scripture too, um, from the book of Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven, um, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, um, so, so it's, you know, it's important to, to go back to, to our thoughts and, and. And rather than and going back to the origin of where those thoughts come from, they come from come from our heart. So changing rather than just tra- changing those thoughts on the surface level, getting back into the heart because then that's going to affect the those thoughts. Same way that you know, for a tree for a tree to grow, you know, it, it has to have branches, it has to have twigs that that can continue to build off. So looking back at this these these initial seeds. Um, if if someone comes to you and they say, "Hey, like, I, I've tried everything to to you know to to stop, f- f- say it's in, in terms of healing. I, I, I've tried to to forgive myself for for doing you know this wrong deed for uh you know for cheating on my cheating on cheating on my husband, cheating on my wife. But like, I I can't get to this this place of understanding that that I can move on from here. How how would you respond to a situation like that?
1: Well, first off, um, if we're dealing with a specific issue, mm. I, never, I never bite the bait, so to speak, uh, regarding the issue. Um, so if I, I'm meeting with you and you say, hey, this is the thing that I can't get over. Well, I want to go deeper than that thing because that you didn't wake up to cheat on your wife. Like you didn't just you didn't just say, Today I'm gonna make this, you know, make this decision. This was a, a a series of events that got you to that place. And so I never take the bait of dealing with the specific issue or mm. i.e. the fruit. Mm. I want to go back to the root. And so before we talk about this situation that you found yourself in let's use david for an an example david's not out not out at war with the rest of the soldiers king david and then he finds Bathsheba and he's looking at her through the window and then he commits adultery well let's talk about before he's he's not at war let's talk about his ptsd from all of these other wars he's fought in let's talk about his childhood and now he was the ne- neglected child out in the, the the forest as a as a shepherd and and his brother saying, Hey, you're not there's no way you'd ever be able to be Goliath. And let's talk about his relationship with his father and and you know, Samuel comes to 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 find the king and, and he's not even mentioned. So David grew up with some serious family issues and daddy issues and mm-hmm. all these wounds. And then he goes into war and and he finds himself to be strong and and so all of these things psychologically play a role into where he, into into how he falls into sin later on and so let's address that let's let's talk about your upbringing let's talk about your relationship with your father let's talk about your relationship with your mother let's talk about let's talk about your acceptance your affirmation and accountability do you have those three in your life have you been affirmed have some has, has anyone spoken life into you hmm. have you have you felt accepted? Regardless of what you've done or what you look like, dude, do, does anybody love you for who you are? And and so let's address those things, and then the other stuff will take care of itself because we can't reverse that. But what we can do is reverse the, the the seed or the curse that's been placed on the inside of you, so that you can have healing. Mm hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So so for example, uh, I I know that you you know you spoke at the end of uh, at the end of last year on uh, scars and scabs. Um, oh. Oh yeah. So so, looking at, for example, that like let's let's see, would it be a scar or would it be a scab? Looking at, uh, looking at someone's childhood, saying okay, like maybe they they have uh, you know cheated on their wife or husband now um, because they they're looking back at their family upbringings. Um, they didn't have a, a father that was present, uh, or or they had a father that was you know that was around from time to time, but but never. It was intentional and was never dedicated to growing, growing up his son. Um, when we look at something like that type of situation, with that context, uh, would that be a scar or scab? Um, and, so, and, and then so, how can we move on?
1: So here's how I break scars and scabs down. There's one difference between scars and scabs, um, among other scientific differences, but but mm. one main difference from our perception, from from our perspective, is scabs are not healed. Scars are. And so scabs can, 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 um, can bleed easily when, when just bumped into a, you know, a wall or, or when just picked easily. Um, and so they're sensitive and they can, they, they turn colors because they're not officially healed when, when it becomes a scar, it becomes a part of your skin. And even though it may not look like you, uh, would, as you know, it doesn't look as nice as you'd like for it to look but there's no negative feeling that you, you can touch the scar and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't give you pain. Scabs still have pain in there. And so we want to, um, the reason why, why scabs and scars are so important is because if I wear my scar, then I can actually tell the story and I can help Mm -hmm. other people heal. See, when we were kids, we would fall off our bikes. We would get scabs, but then over time they would grow to be scars. And then we would actually tell stories about our scars. We would be proud of our scars. And so, the the biggest thing here is broken people need to be healed, and so when we live in our brokenness, then we break others. But when we live in our heal in our healed state, then we can help heal others. And people all around the world are waiting to hear testimonies, waiting to hear stories of healing. And so, if I can tell you that I was you know uh, beat. You know, if I was molested, if I was if I lost a bunch of money, if I was mistreated, you name it, whatever someone has been through, then I can show that person. But hey, that didn't take me out. I'm still standing. And from there, that person can be empowered by that story. And And that's why I, t- I call it being plugged into purpose, the purpose plug, because now they're plugging into your outlet and now they're experiencing life and life more abundantly because God has taken you through something and got in. And, 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 Taking you to the other side, and so we want to be sca- uh, We want to be scarred up. If I can have scars mm-hmm. on me that show you, because a scar is an indicator of healing, and so if I can show you that I've been healed, that's where the power is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and something I want to think about is uh, a lot of times we'll, we'll tell our story so that we can um, hopefully uh, remove others from having to deal with these scars. Am I right? So how? So, so if
1: say, say that again.
0: So we're so for example, say we uh you'll you'll share a, a testimony about something that was a challenge, uh, and became a scar of your life. Right. And we do so, or I think some people do so, so that others don't have to have these same scars.
1: True. True. Or or to help people out of theirs. But yeah, both both.
0: Okay. Okay, but. And, and, oh, go ahead. No, but, but I think in, inherently we're, we're going to have some regard. I think we're going to have some regardless and it, it, there might be different ones, but it's still, it's still beneficial to, to share our, to our testimony and our story about something. Um, sure. and, and I think it, and I, and I think, I think mainly cause it, it helps our own, it helps our, it helps us make sense of our own scars. And, and I'm sure that other, other people will, are going to value and, and understand too, but it helps us understand ourselves.
1: Most definitely. I mean, think about how we have the Word of God to this day. Thousands of years later, we still have the Word of God. And what is it? Just pass down love stories. It's passed down redemption stories. It's passed down glory of God. And so we keep telling the story. And I think that's that's where we've fallen as a culture, as a society. We don't tell the story anymore. We hold it in. We suppress it. And Mm. suppression leads to depression. And so if I don't address... These things that have happened to me or these things that I've even made it out of, then I'm either hurting myself because I'm suppressing or I'm hurting others because they're not experiencing the benefit of the purpose that I went through the uh, through through the hard time anyways. And so, you know, one of my favorite scriptures ever is Romans chapter four, verse 20, and it says that Abraham did not waver in disbelief, but he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Abraham went through the, the struggles of not having a son, of leaving uh, his, his household and having to wander in the wilderness. He had to go through those things so that we could be empowered today. And now we call him one of the fathers of faith. We now have faith because of his story. And so how much more so should we, through our testimonies, through our struggles, through, through what we uh, came out of or gone through, we need to tell other people because then they can build on that same faith, and mm-hmm. so
0: um,
1: it's important that we share our scars.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and uh, do you think that scars always come from scabs, or is there is there times when scars can come can come differently, or or is scabs always the that seed before yeah, a scar mean, I happens?
1: Think, I think the reason why I break them down as scar, scabs yeah. and scars is because initially, when you when you're hurt, when you're when you're you know when the skin is penetrated, when life mm. hits you um it's going to bleed. Yep. And so now the next question is what's your mission regarding this specific instance? It, are are you trying to get healed and to move forward or are you trying to stay right there and keep picking at this scab?
0: Yep. But we have to know where where these where this we you know where it come from, where it comes from. We have to know the see we have to know the scab before we can move on to to try and understand the scar.
1: And that's why and and, and because of that we see Many people run from that reality because it hurts too much to go back to that childhood memory It hurts too much to go back to that painful relationship it hurts too much we we wanna we wanna um kind of sidestep but we've gotta go back and I promise you if you go back though it may hurt in the beginning you will you will live life more abundantly mm. on the uh, life more abundant on the other side
0: yeah yeah exactly and I mean that's just like when we look at uh let me use a bible example just in general like when we look back at the old testament it allows us to understand the purpose of the new testament
1: there you go there you go and it's
0: important for us to do that you know if we're if we're living if we're living and we just we just uh absorb a you know a a sunday service or a sunday sunday word we're not we're not always going to be be getting the 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 right balance of you know of information that that we need to that we need so that we can understand the full picture and ultimately be strengthened in our faith. Right. 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 Exactly. All right. Awesome. Um, I want to step uh, for the last few minutes. I want to shift over to a final topic. Um, So obviously being in Grace Covenant Church, um, but then also having the purpose plug, which is uh, you you connect with, you know, people of faith, but also people that uh, might not be of faith. Um, It, it looks different connecting with, connecting with people and sharing, you know, sharing this inherent message that it, of God's gifts to people outside of the church. Um, so right. I mean, I'm not going to go outside and ask somebody, you know, I, I'm not going to go to, to, uh, you know, to a high school basketball practice and say, all right, everyone, you know, bow their heads. And if you believe, you know, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, then you'll be saved. And it's like, okay, not like that's that, that won't fly, you know? So, kind of how have you learned to, to share the gospel in today's age outside of the church
1: you know I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on this uh, or, or maybe we, we get too nervous about this this specific topic and I'm glad that you brought this up you know we're so creative we are creative beings because we were made by a creator and we we have the ability to to tell stories to paint pictures to make music to 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 Create solutions in our workplace, and we always find a way to do whatever it is that we're uh, ultimately trying to get get done. And so, why not do the same thing with the gospel? Uh, in the same way that I can try to find a way to make my iPhone more practical to you, um, and, and and for you to learn how to use that app, and I can explain it to you, I can I can you know I can work through that whole thing. Why can't I take a scripture, and 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 apply it to someone's life? And make it fun, and make it make it relational. I can I can tell people. I instead of telling people the story of David and Goliath, I can tell people to conquer giants in their life, mm-hmm. and they have to do it by faith. And so it, there's there's fear that you have to that you that you come up against all the time because we we live in fear often. But then there's a there's a freedom that we that we're trying to get to, and that's on the other side of of, of you know our, our battle. And so the jump between fear and faith, uh, fear and freedom is faith. And so I just took. The basic understanding of the, of the scripture story of, of David and Goliath, but then brought that down to a very basic fundamental teaching, um, helping, a, helping a team or helping a, a, a CEO or whatever um, jump from fear to freedom, and it takes faith. Mm-hmm. And so I tell them, hey, you need to find something to believe in. And then I, I, I let them know that this is what I believe in, and I'm not telling you to believe in this, but this is what where it's gotten me. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I'm just being relational. I'm being real. Uh, I, I, not everybody is a, or no one is a project. It's relational. And so if I can share the good news in the same way Jesus did—parables, stories, um, you know, insight—then we can see people experience purpose and more, more uh, importantly, experience Jesus and get saved.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hey, awesome. And, and then on the on on the counter, right? That this is for people who uh, who might be. Um, you know, going out and, and want to share the gospel, in, in, in and really, and I think what you're saying is a like we always we always find and, and come to solutions, um, and, and it's gonna and it's gonna look different. Uh, it, it's kind of you know a, a business solution is gonna look different um, in in a in, in a high school than it, than it's gonna be in a corporation. Of course. Um, and if uh, on the other end, if we're somebody that is you know receiving this message or receiving this on the other end of the relationship, what Advice do you have for them to to be in the best position to to receive this message and understand the purpose that you know the the love that you're that you're That you're showing through this this relationship
1: Here's here's uh, this is broken down very easily truth power Greatness can be found anywhere so never discredit anybody never shut anybody out you can find the most amazing insight wisdom and revelation uh, from a tv show from a homeless man from watching a dog run in the park and Mm. so always always have your antennas up always have your heart inclined to hear truth and always be receptive so that you can uh, experience whatever god is trying to tell you um, and so that you can grow
0: perfect 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 um, well, that that's that's all I got for today. And it looks like we're closing in on time. So um, I would just love for you to, to close us out in prayer uh, to wrap us up.
1: Wonderful. Father God, we thank you for giving us another day and uh, giving us the opportunity to experience purpose. You could have uh, just made us basic and regular, but you made us like you in your image. And so with all of the goodness that you've, that you've given to us with all of the insight and revelation from your scripture, Lord, I pray that we would walk according to your word. We will walk according to the call over our lives that you've given us and Lord, that we would experience your goodness every day by being obedient and loving you. So Lord, help us to keep Jesus at the forefront of our hearts and our minds and let us live with purpose every day so that we can extend your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen.